It's Thursday, September the 16th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, Australia's nuclear submarines and France's battles with Islamic State. First, the world in brief. America, Britain and Australia announced a new security partnership named AUKUS, which will cover diplomatic, security and defence cooperation in the Indo-Pacific. The pact reflects the country's concerns over China's growing power and America's eagerness to beef up the military capabilities of its Asian partners. The first initiative will be collaboration on future nuclear-powered submarines for the Royal Australian Navy. French armed forces killed Adnan Abu Walid al-Sarawi, the leader of the Islamic State in the Greater Sahara. The deployment of French troops in the Sahel began in 2013, but in July, President Emmanuel Macron said he wanted to reshape and reduce their presence. Meanwhile, in Paris, Salah Abdus Salam, on trial for a terror attack in Paris in November 2015, blamed the killings on French military action against IS jihadists. The International Criminal Court approved an investigation into whether crimes against humanity were committed in the Philippines to further President Rodrigo Duterte's war on drugs. Thousands of Filipinos have been killed during a bloody crackdown. The President's legal counsel said that ICC investigators would not be allowed into the country. Mr Duterte's term as President ends next year, when he hopes to stand as Vice President. SpaceX sent the first ever civilian crew into Earth orbit, with the launch from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida being streamed live on Netflix's YouTube channel. The Inspiration4 mission was paid for by Jared Isaacman, a billionaire founder of a payments firm, and is being serialized by the streaming service. Four crew members will circle the planet more than 40 times. Pope Francis offered a rebuke to American bishops who have called for President Joe Biden to be denied the Catholic right of communion. The Pope suggested that politics should be kept out of such decisions. Some conservative bishops have argued that Mr Biden, a practicing Catholic, should be refused the sacrament on the basis that his pro-choice views on abortion contradict the church. DoorDash filed a lawsuit against New York City, claiming that new legislation requiring more customer data to be shared with restaurants is unconstitutional and violates its users' privacy. Delivery platforms and local governments are increasingly at odds. Last week, DoorDash, Grubhub and Uber Eats sued New York over a bill capping delivery fees. DoorDash and Grubhub are also suing San Francisco. Ursula von der Leyen, the President of the European Commission, announced the formation of a new health agency to respond to future pandemics. In her annual State of the Union speech, she pledged to channel 50 billion euros, 59 billion dollars, into making the bloc more resilient to cross-border health emergencies by 2027. The EU has faced criticism for its handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. And fact of the day. 0.6%, the proportion of GDP America spends on child and family benefits, 
The average in the OECD, a club of mostly rich countries, is 2.1%. And now, here's today's agenda. A shot in the arm. Lebanon. The central bank might be surprised to see a deposit for a change. On Thursday, Lebanon is due to receive $1.1 billion in quote special drawing rights from the IMF, a badly needed infusion for a country that is effectively bankrupt. Lebanon has been tipped into financial crisis over the past two years, the result of a state-sanctioned Ponzi scheme that ranks among the worst in world history. The United Nations estimates that 82% of the population is now poor. A shortage of hard currency has hobbled imports of fuel and medicine. Long blackouts, petrol queues and empty pharmacies are now the norm. Last Friday, after 13 months without a government, Lebanon's venal politicians finally formed a cabinet. Yet there are a few fresh faces. The new finance minister, for example, is a long-time central bank official who helped run the Ponzi scheme. The prime minister, a billionaire, has called for, quote, sacrifice. Few Lebanese have anything left to give. Power grab. Constitutional change in El Salvador. Felix Uloa, the vice president, is due to present a constitutional reform package to President Nayib Bukele on Wednesday. Officials say that the 274-article constitution needs updating for the modern era. The current one was drafted in 1992 after the Civil War. But some are worried. Several of the proposed changes appear to boost Mr Bukele's control at a time when he is amassing power at a rapid clip. One proposal is to extend the presidential term from five to six years. Mr Bukele's allies have already altered laws around the presidency in his favour. On September 3rd, the Supreme Court, which since May has been stuffed with Mr Bukele's allies, ruled that presidents can serve two consecutive terms, contrary to constitutional law that required a term out of office. Congress has to approve the reforms if they are to Mr Bukele's liking, a certainty given the majority held by lawmakers from his party. Almost a Jew Merkel's dinner in Paris. Germany's Chancellor Angela Merkel arrives in Paris this evening for a working dinner with President Emmanuel Macron. Although she has promised another farewell event in Paris, this will be their last tete-a-tete before the German federal election on September 26th, after which she will step down. As with many Franco-German couples, this pair has not always seen eye to eye. But the two pro-European leaders have found a way to work together, notably to create the European Union's Common Debt Financed Recovery Fund. Mrs Merkel's visit is not the only measure of the continued importance of Paris to Berlin. Last week, both Armin Laschet, the Conservative candidate for the Chancellorship, and Olaf Scholz, the Social Democratic challenger, dropped in to see Mr Macron in Paris. After 16 years in office, Mrs Merkel will leave a leadership gap in the EU that Mr Macron will be only too keen to fill. 
The Franco-German tie will endure as ever, but the dynamics are set to shift. Light, camera, liftoff. Rich people in space. On Thursday, at two minutes after midnight, Greenwich Mean Time, the Inspiration4 space mission blasted off from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Paid for by Jared Isaacman, who founded Shift4, a payments company, the mission will see him and three companions, all private citizens, circle the Earth more than 40 times in one of the capsules SpaceX uses to ferry astronauts to the International Space Station. Their trip is being chronicled in a Netflix documentary series, Countdown, Inspiration4 Mission to Space, and the launch was the centrepiece of a live stream on the company's YouTube channel. SpaceX has contracts to fly more space tourists in coming years, including one that will take Yusaku Mezawa, a Japanese entrepreneur, around the moon. That venture, though, will not be possible until the company's next rocket, Starship, is up and running. Paradise Lost Palmares After more than two decades, Gail Jones, heralded as a literary great by the likes of James Baldwin and Toni Morrison, has made a triumphant return. Her new book, Palmares, was published earlier this week by Beacon Press. Set in 17th century Brazil, the novel follows Almeida, an enslaved black woman who finds refuge in her husband and Palmares, a fugitive slave settlement. Both are ripped away from her when the community is raided and destroyed. As Almeida traverses Brazil in the hopes of finding her husband, as well as a quote, new Palmares, Miss Jones tells the story with her customary deft blending of languages and voices, fiction and history. For Palmares was a real place until 1694, when it fell to the Portuguese. But it was also a legend about freedom for the 10 million enslaved Africans sent to the New World over the centuries, 40% of whom ended up in Brazil. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Edward Albee, who died on this day in 2016. A play is fiction, and fiction is fact distilled into truth. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Thank you.